There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello. Hi. I just want to compliment you. Oh, what on? I had a spillage just now. Mm-hmm. And you were very good. I didn't do anything, did I? If you didn't do anything, you really gave the impression of doing something. Because this, <laughs> this is how <laughs> it goes. If I'm round at someone's house or anywhere, really, and they knock something over, mm. I don't feel that there's much I can be doing. Yeah. But I don't just want to stand there being a, a passive observer. So I'm flapping around. I'm trying to pass things over. But really... Sorting out the spillage tends to be a one-person job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really felt like you had my back there. I didn't just sit here and like doing nothing. I tell you what I did. I did a lot of reassuring. I said twice, I think you managed to avoid any electricals. Yes, yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I also feel there was a bit, you did a bit of mopping, dabbing. You did some dabbing. I got a bit of toilet paper Uh and there was a bit of a drip that was coming dangerously near your nice top. So I I mocked up the drip for you. It's not a nice top, by the way. Oh, it's a nice mustard sweater. I like it. Good colour This old thing. Oh, really? This old thing. (laughs) Oh, it's very nice. Anyway, I wanted to thank you. Okay. Also, thank you for all the clippings you've sent me this week. Oh, my pleasure. As um, as we said last week, I'm um, I'm sort of a bit bit more housebound than that's giving the slightly wrong impression. Mm. It's giving the impression that I'm sitting here in a wicker chair with a blanket over my knees. Not far from it. I mean, that's my existence. I'm fine, by the way. I'm not ill. Yeah. yeah. But there's a a bunch of stuff going on Mm -hmm. and I'm not out in the world very much at the moment. Yes, yes. And so so Annabelle's been sending me some clippings, um, which is lovely. I feel like it's really helping me keep in touch with the world. (laughs) Start with this one. Booths supermarkets to ditch self-checkouts in North of England stores. Oh, you know when I read that, I read it as Boots. Is it is Booths a different shop? Is Booths a different shop? First of all, there is a photograph of the supermarket in question. And, and, and can you tell me in good faith you thought that was a branch of Boots? <laughs> it's a, got bread. No, no, it's got... No. I, do, I would have just like, quickly seen it. I didn't read the whole thing. Do you know about Booths? No, I don't, because I thought it was Boots. Tell okay. me. Well, let me. Let me go at this a different way. Is there, in your mind, I'm pretty sure we talked about this before, okay. a hierarchy of supermarkets? Absolutely. What sits at the top? Waitrose. In the north, mm. Booths gives Waitrose a run for its money. Whoa, and I don't uh, even know about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 
this is primarily since I've left the North as well. Uh-huh. So I remember the Media Booth's a nice little deli and it seems to have grown into a, a, a mini chain of supermarkets and they're really nice. There's one next to the BBC where I used to go and do some work in Salford. Okay. But they're, they're really, really nice. But just out of interest, do you, want to, do you want to run through the current hierarchy of supermarkets? Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm no expert. No, but, but You know, uh, I think, say for you, mm. but try and generalise a bit as well. Okay. So starting at the top, uh-huh. I'm going to say Waitrose. Mm-hmm. Then, and let me know if I miss anything out. Can we include Marks and Spencers? Does that yes. count? Okay, that I'm going Waitrose, Marks and Spencers. Yes. They're very, very close together, but I'm going to put Waitrose slightly yes, above. Yes, I think that's right, yeah. Okay, then, could be controversial here, I'm going Sainsbury's. I wonder if that's familiarity. Mm-hmm. I do, so, so I always thought of Sainsbury's. When I was growing up, I thought Sainsbury's was quite posh. Yeah. I was quite confused when Chaz and Dave mentioned it in a song. I thought they don't seem like Sainsbury's shoppers because in Macclesfield, oh. Sainsbury's was sort of high end. Yeah, yeah. I still think it is. I think oh. it's – so if I had to – you had to choose between Sainsbury's and Tesco's, which are you putting higher? Well, this, this is what this is where it gets confusing, yeah. I think, yeah. because I think that uh, Tesco's did leapfrog Sainsbury's, but I think that that might have changed recently. Mm, I feel very firmly. You think Sainsbury's has always been ahead of Tesco's? Yes. Waitrose, Marks & Spencer's, Sainsbury's. Tesco's because I think part of my perception I don't know if this is the same for you is skewed by the fact that I never really go to a real supermarket you don't no so I go to a Tesco's um, uh, Express or a Sainsbury's local yeah yeah um but there's no there's a big Morrison's well bigish not compared oh, to like if you Morrison's, live on the, yeah yeah but I, th- I, th- I think I think you're right I think hmm. I'd be interested to know how that feels in a big Tesco's versus a big Sainsbury's Got strong feelings about this. <laughs> so is yours? Is I'm yours actually a big now. One? Is yours a big no, one? it's not. But I feel firmly that it's above. So I'm going Sainsbury's, Morrison's, Tesco's, and then like Aldi Lidl, Aldi Lidl, Aldi Lidl. But the, you know, the, these really have their advocates, don't they? Mm, Aldi and, and Lidl, and yeah. they say, "Oh no, actually, that's where it's all happening." Well, I'm sure it is. Just because I'm saying it's posher doesn't mean it's better. No. I want to say very firmly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. we've we've established that, yeah. and then we're. we're slotting booths in around the Waitrose Mart. Okay. I feel like we're forgetting a supermarket. but Co-op. Normid. Co-op, yeah. I do like a co-op. Okay. But I think I like the ethics of a co-op more yes. than I like the co-op. I like it more than I like the prices, for example. Oh, I don't. It's expensive. Is it expensive yeah. for co-op, is yeah. it? Yeah, but just think, you know, work has been paid fairly. <laughs> no, no, no. Stuff's been sourced ethically. Okay, okay. okay. But, you know. Yeah, you, you, I, you don't want to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> if something's too cheap, mm. someone else is paying for I, it. I know this. Okay. Booths. Booths. Supermarket chain to remove self-checkouts from all but two of its stores saying that we are not great fans. Now, mm. I'm going to surprise people here. Mm. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, thinking this is going to irritate Jeff because surely something which takes out human interaction is only a good thing. Yes. I hate a self-checkout. This is the most controversial thing you've ever said on this podcast. Tell us why. Because I'd say eight times out of ten, um, I end up with the flashing light that, that somebody has to come over with a key and a code. Uh, because you've done something wrong? Or because you're buying paracetamol? <laughs> no, it's, it's usually to do with something to do with the bagging area. I'll tell you what never goes well for me, mm. using my own bag in the bagging area. Oh, it doesn't go well for anybody, let me tell you. Then that seems like a real flaw. I know. So here's how it should work, I would have thought. Mm. You put your bag in, yeah. 
and then that resets the scale to zero. But the thing is, they're only calibrated for carrier bags. If you put anything other than a carrier bag on it, it freaks out and thinks you're trying to steal something. But it has to, there has to be some kind of inbuilt trust, I feel, mm-hmm. that the, the, the weight of the bag is the weight of the bag is the weight of the bag. It should be able to sense like canvas as opposed to plastic, no, for example. Can't. <laughs> you can't invent technology that doesn't exist. But one day it will. Well, one day it might. But now it doesn't. No. Okay. So, so I think like it, there needs to be a bond of trust with the customers that if you're putting an empty bag in the bagging area, mm. and there's the security guards hovering around, he should, you know, this should be he or she should be monitoring this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It, the, the the trust is that you're just that's just a bag, mm-hmm. and that's that's the zero. Mm-hmm. And then after that, if there's a problem, mm-hmm. sure, have to have someone come. I don't know. I just feel like there's a, often a reason that somebody has to come over and put their code in with me. Mm, okay, I can see how that'd be very annoying. Mm. But it also makes me deficient that this field deficient in some way that this isn't um, your experience of the bagging area. Well, to be honest, I just use the app now, so I scan and go. Do you really? Yeah, every time. I love it. What has happened? I feel that I was always the one. I know, I know. Who is, <laughs> you know, n- neither of us are techie people, but I was the oh. one who was, oh, you should get on this thing called MySpace. No. Annabelle, you should really get an iPhone. Annabelle, you should really um, get your electricity on a bill rather than your <laughs> thing where you have to put 50p coins into it. Yeah, we're still there. Uh, but, but now um, you're the granddad. It would seem so mm-hmm. in most of those areas. Maybe this it's is... when you turn 50. I don't know. It could be. It could be. Um, hmm. This is, this is interesting. They've also, at our local branch of Iceland. Oh, I forgot about Iceland. Does that I don't, count? I don't, no, here's, here's the thing. I don't think Iceland can go in the regular list. Because it's just frozen food. I mean, it's not, but it is. Okay. Right? So it's primarily... So I feel that their offering means they can't be counted. Right. They're, they're a niche. Okay. And they've just replaced most of the um, checkouts with self-service. Okay. And this is one of those places where I was always cursing the people at the checkouts because there were like five of them you'd often only have one open massive queues would build up mm-hmm. oh my god it's 15 times worse with the self-checkout tools. oh is it yeah and i don't know why feels like that should be the thing that improves yeah because suddenly there's like 15 on the go at once but but yeah. the thing is these people aren't we aren't trained to do this job I mean, I, I don't seem to have a problem, but I've got the app. But yeah, we're not trained to do it. No, but I do feel the level of training involved, like that if you've done it more than a few times, it should mm-hmm. it should be intuitive. And I like doing it. Like I think I've said before that I it'd be like if someone, if I was walking past someone building a wall and they said, do you want to have a go? Like we're doing a bit of bricklaying. I'd be like, yeah. yeah, I like having a go at other people's jobs. I'm not bored of it yet. Yeah, I am. Um, I like the feeling of the beep. Mm, I really satisfying. like that. I hate the bagging. Okay. But I really hate the bagging. I've t- said this before in any checkout situation. I feel like I often use this analogy for what I feel like in life is what I feel like at the supermarket checkout when things are coming down the conveyor belt oh, and right. I can't get them in the bags quick enough. That just feels like your general head. Yeah, that, 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 whatever that feeling is, Mm-mm. that's what I feel like. Oh, God. Most of the time. Oh, God. <laughs> but I'll tell you something else mm. with regards to human interaction. I do think I can be quite charming at a checkout. Oh, okay. So you so you like that kind of interaction because you're if it's one thing that you're good at. Because what it isn't like is like the local shop Five Sapphires, right? Where I go over and we've got nothing to say to each other, but unfortunately we have to. Right, right. Like I feel like every interaction at the checkout, I'm seeing someone different. Okay. Or at least seeing someone who's no memory of ever having seen me. And before. have you got a script? Here's what I say. Okay. Hello. How are you? 
that's fair, but they, that's nice. Probably doesn't happen very much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I actually don't need any more small talk than because that. you've already because done the Because people earth. feel so seen. Yeah. That you've actually taken the time to treat them like a human being. Oh God, I might have to ditch the app. <laughs> I want to be loved like you. I want to be beloved in my local supermarket. Oh. Um, but I'm not beloved. I'm, I'm uh, as as previously discuss this only works because i'm forgettable what if in the storeroom they call you the how are you man (laughs) (laughs) oh god i don't want the how are you man (laughs) i'm sure that's not true (laughs) sarah says like the worst text message you can receive is just a text message saying how are you oh i know just creating admin for people yeah i have done it before once and then and i didn't get a reply and i thought oh and i picked up on that quickly that was a bad message yeah yeah yeah. if you're thinking of sending a text message asking someone how they are yeah yeah don't yeah yeah give give them a bit more to go on yes yeah ask them something a particular question yeah Shall we hear from the drifters? Oh, so I'm going to start off with, remember last week we had Gary, the every courier? Yes. I mean, I've got a bit more of him. It doesn't really belong here, but I didn't know where else to put it. And okay. I, you know, it's it's always good to hear from the from the anonymous kind of semi-anonymous every courier, Gary. The secret Gary. courier. Exactly. That's what we call him. So um, our following last week, when you hadn't heard of every, but you had heard of Hermes. Yes. Gary says, I'm surprised Jeff hasn't heard of Every's, Every, but knows Hermes. It's been changed since March 2020. Did he, does he still go to the shop and ask for a marathon bar and a bag of opal fruits? No, but in my head, I, you know, I, I refuse to acknowledge that Starburst are called Starburst. I think probably there's a small chance that you might start calling it Every in, I don't know, 2052. Small Poss- chance. Possible. Small. If, if then it changes its name to something else. Yes, yeah, then, then you'll I mean, I still going. say Post Office Tower. <laughs> that thing, yeah. I don't think has ever been called. I might even call it the GPO Tower. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been called that in maybe in my lifetime, but certainly not in the time I've lived in London and probably not in the time I've been aware of it existing. When Every's on its fourth incarnation in terms of name, then, then that's we'll when, that's we'll when say, you'll do it. Yeah. On Jeff's comment that I pee into a bottle, how very dare he? What? I'm fortunate that my daily route is within two minutes drive of my home. As such, if I need to pee, I take a break. However, this does remind me of something I learned in my brief Amazon days. The driver that trained me up advised that if you're in that line of work, it's generally best to buy Lucozade as your energy drink rather than the other brands available. It has nothing to do with its regenerative regenerative properties, taste, etc. Just that the wide neck of the bottle makes it far easier to pee into. For a man, I'm guessing. Although maybe a woman. Did the Lucozade, I thought they were like glass and knobbly and they come in orange cellophane. Oh, really? What century do you live in? <laughs> oh my God, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think the brand should stop advertising to wannabe athletes and move their marketing towards the delivery industry. Oh, I would love it if they did that. So that so anyone working in the marketing industry for Lucasade, that's a special email for you. Has anybody it does feel like actually there's a gap in the market for some kind of car toilet thing? There must be one. We were in a traffic jam on the way to the airport. Mm. We went to see Sarah's family at half term. Mm. And um, I wonder if I can find the video. <laughs> Sarah got out of the car in standing traffic, walked across three lanes of motorway <gasps> and went to pee on the um, hard shoulder. Like in bushes, not, not just on the hard shoulder, in bushes next to the Could she shoulder. be seen in the bush? Um, maybe, you know. Enough, I would say. I know there's a shiwi, isn't it? So you can use yeah, a shiwi. Yeah, I bought, I bought my mother-in-law one. Of them, oh. She doesn't use it. She still just wheeze everywhere. So you could do it into a bottle with a shiwi. I know, but I, did, I feel that you could market these things um, directly at, at yes. the, the couriers 
Because I've watched that Ken Loach film about how tough it is yeah, and how yeah. people are just expected to pee, otherwise they get penalised and lose their franchises. It's terrible. But maybe there's a way of monetising it. Um, so what I haven't got is a, is a video of Sarah urinating. Okay. That, I wouldn't do that to her. Okay. But I have got a short video of her returning from her urination that I think you'll enjoy. Oh, my God. There you go. There she comes. Oh, wow. What a face. She's like, it's a very business-like face. It's like, yeah, that's fine. I did that and no one should care. I feel like it's her walking through the standard traffic and I think it I think it looks like a, it looks like it's a crazy person's going to come and attack you with a hammer. I think the way she, she's working <laughs> was, so purposefully. Yeah. Um, I wonder if she'd let us put... No, she wouldn't, would she? No, she no, wouldn't. No. I, I wanted to put it on um, uh, Instagram, but she wouldn't Oh, uh, okay. Me. So she certainly wouldn't put it on the no, Facebook well, page. I feel like describing it is fine. Uh, yeah, okay. I wonder how she'd feel about that. Yeah. Probably not great. No. Okay, let's go on to like the real email, really, yes. which is from Anon. A few years back, my best friend called me with a sudden announcement. He was tying the knot in a few weeks and wanted me to be his best man. Being a drifter, it was immediate panic. The first thing that crossed my mind was the nerve-wracking speech I'd had to give. But to my secret delight, he nonchalantly declared, no need for speeches, get in. Then he said, no speeches at weddings in Poland. I should have seen this coming since his fiance was Polish. But that meant my speech anxiety was immediately replaced by the anxiety of travelling across Europe to play a central part in a wedding in a country I'd never been to. My partner and I, along with another friend, let's call him Bob, were invited. Bob is the embodiment of zero social embarrassment and has about as much subtlety as a sausage in an ice cream cone. <laughs> there are always shenanigans when he's involved, but he'd gallantly offered to be our chauffeur in Poland. So we booked flights and accommodation as a trio for the trip. Bob's total lack of social anxiety hit a new literal high on the flight to Poland. Our plane was swapped at the last minute, which I would have let go without incident, but not Bob. Bob used it as an excuse to summon endless rounds of double gin and tonics by repeatedly hitting the flight attendant button. He even wrangled two free dinners on our relatively short flight. Mortifying. Bob. <laughs> we somehow survived customs without raising an eyebrow and I barely recall the taxi to the hotel. The next day, nursing hangovers, we grabbed the rental car for the four-hour drive to the wedding. If traffic, traffic cooperated, we'd make it with an hour to spare. Tight but doable. But traffic had other plans. And we discovered the answer to the age-old question, why did the chicken cross the road? It was to create a mile-long traffic jam in the Polish countryside. Thankfully, we reached the venue with just enough time to spare. Time for a quick shower and suit up before the 4pm ceremony. At 3.30pm, we knocked on Bob's room to head down together. No answer. We heard him shuffling inside, so we locked louder. Louder. Still nothing. He's probably in the loo, I reassured my partner. We waited and tried again, this time with a louder knock. We were anxious as it was now 15 minutes until showtime. Finally, he came to the door wearing just his boxer shorts with a puzzled expression. Yes, he asked. Uh, Bob, we really need to get going. He replied, oh, don't worry, I'll be ready in two minutes and shut the door. So we waited a little bit longer. Five minutes to go until ceremony time. Behind the door, the shower turned off and the hairdryer started blaring. I couldn't take it anymore. Oh. I started frantically banging on the door. No reply, nothing. My partner suggested we go downstairs and join the others, which made sense. But my secondhand drifter anxiety kicked in. We couldn't leave him. He'd just driven us for four hours. I knew we had to ditch him. We were going to be late. But as we turned to leave, the groom's dad appeared, red-faced and panting. What's going on? Why aren't you downstairs? Oh, the God. bride and groom oh, are about God. to arrive. 
He took one look at my face and immediately understood Bob. <laughs> and that's how all three of us, oh. father of the groom, best man and partner, ended up in the undignified position of being stood not at the altar, but outside Bob's door, pleading for him to hurry up. When Bob finally opened the door, he didn't even have his shoes on. I could have burst a vein in my head at this point. We ran to the lobby, burst through the hotel's front door, hoping to slip at the back into the back without anyone noticing our tardiness. The image we were greeted with... Bob doesn't slip in anywhere. No, he certainly does not. The image we were greeted with will haunt me for the rest of my life. The entire wedding party, guests, family and staff stood in a semicircle at the hotel's entrance waiting for us. The bride and groom were at the centre staring directly at us. Every eye was on us and they weren't gleaming with joy. Where have you been? The bride exclaimed. Silence fell over the crowd. I had absolutely no idea what to say. Ideally, nothing at all. But for some reason, I blurted out, "Uh, getting changed? The bride shot me a look of pure disgust. We embarked on the walk of shame, making our way to the ceremony, all eyes still fixed on us. I guess we can start now, the bride said. There was no way to salvage this. We just torpedoed the grand entrance to their happiest day. The ceremony was undeniably tense, even though I couldn't understand a word. When I glanced at Bob, it was clear he had no clue that anything had gone wrong. Happy as a clam. It was an experience that no amount of therapy could ever truly close the book on. (laughs) Or so I thought. As it turns out, the marriage didn't stand the test of time and they're now divorced. Ah, closure. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Um, Bob. I've got to love, you've got to love Bob. Do you love Bob? I love Bob. He's annoying. I don't want to know him. Oh, I want to know him, but I want to know him as like a friend of a friend. Yes, Yes. as a friend of a friend. Um, that that email referenced the joke. Why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah, I saw something online recently. I can't remember whose post this was, mm. but um, so that you've known that joke forever. Or yeah, you can't yeah. remember not knowing that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the joke? Why did the chicken cross the road to get to the bird's eye shop? No, no. But what's the that's oh to get to the other side? Right, yeah. But the uh, original joke is to get to the bird's eye shop. No, what it is? That's no, the actual not. joke. No, it's not. Is it not? No. The, so what the, came the, first? The, the chicken. Um, <laughs> no. The the the, the, uh, um, the joke is, why did the chicken cross the road? Yeah. To get to the other side. Oh, well, I thought the right? birds I shot no, came no, first. The, 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 that's a that's a very specific joke about one moment in time in Britain when bird's eye was very well known, as it still is, but was an extreme... Like, in our childhood, <laughs> bird's eye was one of those brands that everyone knew. Yeah. But why did the chicken cross the road to get to the other side is an internationally known joke. I didn't know this. So let's forget about the bird's eye thing. Fine. I had never heard that. That's just like a, a thing... Presumably that circulated in your hometown and maybe maybe some others. Oh, this is big news to me. Okay, right. yeah. But why did Chicken Cross the Road to get to the other side? What is the joke there? Well, it's just the joke is that it's not. That it's kind of that it's not funny. That it's just like it's very literal and right. That's yeah. what I always thought the joke was. Oh, is there another layer? Yes. Go on. Like the other side, as in heaven. Oh, it got run over. Yeah. Oh, to get to the other side. Oh, this is too complicated. This is just like a kid's joke. Really? Yes. That's, I think that's the joke. Oh. But almost everybody just hears it as, um, oh, yeah, to the other side. Ha, ha, very funny. Can I tell you, my head is spinning. Because mm. I, I honestly thought the, the birds, I think, was like the actual joke. Oh, this is, this is a lot so for me weird. to take on board. I might need a bit of time. When was the last time you heard somebody in the broader culture use the bird's eye joke? 
eighties or reference it. Right, right. And also, and, and how often have you heard people reference the "to get to the other side" joke? Okay, admittedly, slightly more. Yeah, I mean, constantly. And thinking about it, the bird's eye thing. Like, why is he going to the bird's like? Bird, and there isn't a why bird's is he going eye to? Charm. Why is he going to like buy eyes? Like, he's got eyes. Like, yeah. it doesn't really make any sense. No. Anyway. And also, like, there is. I'm wondering a if bird, I made it. There's up. no such shop as the bird's eye shop. <laughs> no. You'd go to a branch no. of um, a supermarket, probably Iceland. Can I just Google this? No, I won't do it. You can Google if you want. It. I'm very interested to know if it was a thing or not. The sure bird's eye shop. Could, uh, I could whistle in the meantime. Oh, a very quick Googler. <laughs> okay, why did the chicken... I'm not... Why did the chicken cross the road? Birds eye shop. Okay, what's coming up? Oh, I'm going to need a couple of hours. <laughs> There's a lot to get through here. I to get to the other side. It's a, I'm, can I read the Wikipedia page, but later... There's a Wikipedia page yeah, about that joke. Yeah, yeah. It's commonly seen as an example of anti-humour. Yes, that's what I think. Yeah. yeah. But it's been iconic and changed. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. the variations, there's variations. But it doesn't say the bird's eye shop in the variations. No, weird that, isn't oh, it? I don't believe this. Okay. I take it none of the variations are actually funny because I haven't heard you laugh. No. No. Okay. Well, I've learned a lot there. Thank you. Okay. Are we done with the email? I oh, feel sorry. Like we only had one. No, we had two. We had the every courier. Oh, of course we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come yeah. on. Are we done then? Yeah, yeah. Well, do we need? How is that your old inbox of yours? Great. Yeah, I mean, always need more. Always yeah. need more. Always. So stories of social interactions. I'm enjoying these um, non-drifters that you're telling yeah, us about. Yeah, I love these stories. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle. Yes. What's going on in your Substack? So, oh, my Substack. Yes, my Substack. This week. Mm. So, you know, when you ring on the doorbell of a house or knock on the door of a house, someone whose house you're going around to, and you knock once, but they don't answer. It's about that moment in between oh. that and the second knock. And like, how long do you wait? What do you do? Do you, do you, do you go from doorbell to knocker or vice versa? It's a terrible moment. I, I'm looking at that in depth. Um, yes, so that's annabelleport.substack.com. Bit weird, quite normal. Do take a look, subscribe, you get in your inbox every week. All right, yes. let's have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult. I've done a really bad thing. Oh. But this is a safe space, right? Like, kind of like a confessional, but with less eye contact. Of course, yeah. So, two days ago, Tom was delivered an advent calendar, just came in the post. I think from an every courier. <laughs> And it's not just any old advent calendar. It's a large box and behind each window is either a beer or a snack. And guess what? It came anonymously, like no gift note, no name on the invoice. And then something annoying happened. Tom Tom didn't assume or even think it might be me that had sent it. It didn't even cross his mind. Like I wasn't even on the long list, probably with good reason, because (laughs) I'm not prone to grand gestures or gestures. And I can overhear him like leaving voice notes or voicemails for other people asking if it's them, including for a guy he plays football with, honestly, just around four times a year. He was above me in terms of who it might have come from. Hang on, there are two two incredible things. Yes, going on yes, there. yes. So yes. you're aware of what these are. This no, no, no. So, so the things are like number one, um, just this. It's, it's taken as read in your common law marriage <laughs> yeah. that you, you wouldn't do something nice like that. Yeah, yeah. Secondly, yeah. 
I who who is Tom that oh. he is able <laughs> to ring people and say, "Did you buy me a gift?" I know, and not worry about making them feel bad for not being the ones who bought him a gift. I know, I know, or seeming mad. But or any what, of those but things. what do you, I mean? I guess we'll come to this. But like, what do you do? Like, you, ha- I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't have sent it anonymously. Anyway, I found myself accidentally. I honestly, no thought went into this. I accidentally found myself saying, "Maybe it was me." <laughs> and he said, "Was it?" And I said, "Yeah." I've taken credit for this generous gift. You have not. Through a combination of being annoyed that he didn't think it was me and wanting all the glory. <laughs> now, he was immediately suspicious, obviously, in that he asked to see the email receipt. <laughs> That's how suspicious he was. But I put him off for now on that. And nobody, this was two, this is two days ago now, nobody's come forward to claim it. And I'm starting to get less worried that he's got a lover sending him clandestineish gifts <laughs> and more living in fear of being found out. <laughs> and it's getting to the stage now where I'm thinking... Do I buy another one, get it delivered, and then I've bought him one? And what an incredible coincidence that two people bought him exactly the same thing. So I looked it up. £80. I'm not spending that on an advent calendar. But now I feel even worse. Like, I've got to do something. Is there someone out there who did spend £80 on him and isn't getting thanked? But then I think, oh, maybe they shouldn't have done it anonymously. Anonymously. (laughs) And how hard does he have to try to find out? Like, this is your point. Like, if someone sends something anonymously... Mm. Like it's embarrassing. I I would really struggle to ask people if it was them or not, because then you're assuming that you think, oh yeah, you're the kind of person who spent eighty pounds on me. So why haven't you done it? I don't know what 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 is he supposed to do. Well, I, th- I think I've worked this out. Have you? But I, I can't tell where you're going. No, no, go for it. Right, here's what's happened. Mm. Thomas bought this for himself, uh, but he didn't want you in his ear about how much money he'd spent on this thing. So he's pretended it's a gift. Uh, but I- he can't. You're in a stalemate now. So he knows you're lying, mm. and now I know you. And now, hopefully, you know he's lying. I I say I feel ninety nine percent sure that that hasn't happened. Yeah, I don't, I'm going to be like. Here's why I don't think that's right. Mm. Mm. And I think this only reflects well on Tom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Go on. There is there are people. Like, I'm thinking of somebody from your past. Right. Who I could imagine doing that. Right. Because it'd be a fun thing to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Tom has that kind yeah. of fun thing to do yeah. quality to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he's, I totally agree. <laughs> he, he's not, he doesn't treat, like, 80 pounds, he doesn't, he doesn't treat himself like that. Yeah. He, w- he wouldn't, know. you're so, you've really yes. got him there. Yeah. And it's, and it's not an insult. No, no, not at all. No. And, it, and I am sort of trying to say it as an insult to the person from your past. Right, right. I, re- I mean, because there's, there's a sort of forced fun thing. Mm. People who are too much into fun. Yes. There's something off. Yes. I do think, though, that, and, and not this particular gift, but I do think you're the sort of person that would buy your wife an £80 advent calendar just to be nice. Yes. You would. Yes. And I would. But really that's my love language. Okay. I mean, I don't Gifts have a love language. Love language. <laughs> I have a love silence. But... <laughs> Frosty science is yeah, my love language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I really want to be the kind of great girlfriend who buys eighty pound advent calendars out of the blue, but I'm just I'm just not that. But you are like I feel like you're a very generous friend, but maybe just not a very generous lover. Well like but I don't for, mean like in a, bed, I'm sure no, you're very generous. I'm sure not. you you know, give as much as you take. Let's not talk about it. But birthdays <laughs> and Christmases, like I'll get. I'll try to give a thoughtful present, yes. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I was generous outside of those occasions. I, I would say you are as a friend. You've done some things for me recently, which I'm going to cry. But oh, okay. I've been very generous. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever said that forever. Yeah. So I say that's a wonderful thing to say. I am slightly worried that he does have a lover. 
But also, I think, if it is from a lover, and also maybe kind of touches on what you're saying, I don't think that she's for him. Because like, <laughs> I, do think, I do think this advent calendar is a really nice gift for a friend or family member. But from a lover yeah. to Tom, I think it's a bit you Tarzan, me Jane. Like you drink beer and eat snacks in your man cave. Do you know what I mean? Or am I just being bitchy about this non-existent lover? Yeah, maybe he doesn't have a type as such. Or maybe like somebody, you know, maybe his lover is somebody who is... You know, in some ways, very different to you. Like, well, very, yeah. As <laughs> a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of welcome relief. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, that I, I very quickly was able to dismiss the idea of Tom buying himself a fun treat. Mm. But the the idea of Tom having a lover is... <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with that at all. I did read somewhere that when you take a lover or go on to your next partner, yeah. you get you you the ten percent that was missing in your previous one is ninety percent in the next one, and I guess fun is missing from me. I think mm. you know we mm. we can say so. Yeah, may, maybe it is a lover. Uh, I don't know. I'd like to get my hand on the uh, the data that's feeling those statistics. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a very conveniently round number. <laughs> <laughs> just roughly 10 and 90 i don't know was, was, did, you, did you read it on a caption on an instagram photo I can't, <laughs> I can't i can't remember where i read it now i can't remember yeah i think it might have been a review of dolly alterton's new book okay something that maybe she mentions do you believe it now <laughs> no okay i like i like dolly a lot that, that's why i said it yeah so yeah. May, maybe there is some truth in it yeah but it, this thing is getting bad and that my son said to me this morning, he said, did you buy daddy an advent calendar? Did you buy him that? And I said, I said, mm. and I like, and, you know, I feel it's getting out of control. And also there's no getting away from it. It's quite a big box that's in the living room. Like it's just in front of my eyes all the time. Like the, I think the guilt's going to get to me. But so, if no one's going to mow it out. Sounds like a nice object to have at your house oh, regardless. God, oh no. As if I'd buy it. Come on. Right. I want to do a quick... Um, PPPS, if I may, on the vintage. Oh, of course. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, Sarah's on vintage. Now. I know, I know, I know. She bought a pair of jeans. She was wearing them for the first time yesterday. Oh, really? Bought, I think jeans is really risky. Wow. Like three pounds. Oh, fuck, not that risky. Okay. So I'm mentioning this because I think it's really, really lovely. But You're just right. before you do. Yeah. So she's thinking of buying a pair of shoes on that. Yeah, yeah. And they are a pair of, I'll, I'll say it, Doc Martens. Yeah. And she is concerned. That they won't fit her. Yeah. Now, she already owns some Doc Martens. Mm. So my feeling is that if you know some Doc Martens fit you, Mm-mm. all Doc Martens fit you. It's not that, yeah, I would agree. But she's... I'd Say if it was a different brand, mm. sure, try them on. Walk up and down in the shoe shop. Do the funny walk. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think, same brand, I don't think you're running a risk particularly. I don't think so. But you do find with jeans sometimes, like, you know, two, two a ten and... jeans or shoes? Shoes, but I'm just saying, like a ten, sa- yes, same yes, same brand, yes, two different colours, yes, total different yes, fit. Yes, okay, all right, yes. okay, okay, okay. okay. On, same brand, two different colours? Yeah. Same jeans? Yes, I've had it before, H&M. So if I, was I bought by... the blue ones and the black ones in the same size, the black ones were too small. Mm, I think your jeans, are t- like, I, th- I th- think once you get above a certain level of jean. Okay. H&M, and yeah. I, I love Henny's. yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like I'm too old for it now, mm-hmm. so I have to go to the VH1 of Henny's, which is either Cos or Arquette. Oh yeah, but uh, like Henny's is the MTV, right? And then Cos and Arquette, the VH1. Do you oh, see I wonder I mean? why I said VH1. I was really confused. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like the one for old older people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But not old people. No, 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 no. What was the saying about? Anyway, love Henny's. Yeah, yeah. But. You, you, you're not buying the 
finest quality goods there, right? Okay. You're, you're buying a, a fun fashion that you want to try out that probably won't last that long. Okay. Let's just set sustainability to a side for a second. Yeah. They're probably quite good on that stuff. They're Swedish. Mm-hmm. That being said, mm. can, can you ever be that good if you've got that many shops all around yeah. the world for very cheap clothes that people are wearing twice and then never wearing again? I don't know. But is that the customer's fault or is it is it the fault of Mr. Henny? And Mr. Hennis and Mr. Mauritz. I don't know. Well, I don't think we're the podcast to get into it, is or what Ms. I'm saying. Yeah. Mrs. and Miss. Anyway. What was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> jeans, pennies, yes. sizes. Right. Mm. You're buying cheap jeans. Yeah. And you're getting what you pay for. Okay. I think if you were a, a if you were buying like nudie jeans. Uh, oh, I love nudie jeans. Yeah, you're, okay. you're not worrying about yeah, that. Yeah, all right, okay. Like, so. Yeah, yeah, I get if, your point. If you're buying the same jeans in the same fit, yeah. the same cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of a different colour. Mm-hmm. You're not worrying about the sizing in those. Okay. I don't think. Good point. But. Long-windedly made. <laughs> Yes, you just don't care about uh, conversations around sustainability. I do, I do. Fast fashion. I do, I do, I do, I do. We'll chat about it afterwards. No, no, let's carry on. Let's go back to vintage. Okay, so I've gone into great detail about my vintage obsession of the last two weeks. It's easing off on a bit off now because I've, I don't know, I've sold most of my kids' stuff and that's stuff that flies, the kids' Mm -hmm. stuff flies. Anyway, I've had 14 five-star reviews to go alongside my four-star review. Yes. 4.9 average though, not happy. Tom's got five. Anyway. Has he sold anything on that though? I don't know. Don't think so. I don't know. Somebody bought something. I'm just going to say something. Go on, go on. I don't mean it as an insult. Yeah. I just think people would take to Tom more than they take to you. In terms of what? Buying things off me? Just like in these five-star reviews. Mm. Just some people have an inherent, like, just a real likability. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he's not a slippery character in these other ways. We've already talked about this mistress thing. (laughs) But I just think... You know, they're just smelling that on him when they're when they're buying things from him. Yeah, that's but honestly, that can only be it because I have done nothing wrong. Whereas you got that four star. Yeah, I mean, like I, I love you like family more mm. than some of my own family. Mm. You, you know, you're, you're you know very very close to me. Mm. But I think people could feel, perceive you as a bit of a cold fish. But like, I'm not I'm not having any communications with these people. No, but they can just smell it. This is the, this must be it. Yeah. They must be just smelling yeah. it off me. Yeah. There must be something I do when I press the button. They're yes. like, oh, she's a cold fish. Yes, yes. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> anyway, somebody bought something from me this week. <laughs> Sorry. And I noticed yeah. that she had four stars. Oh. But like me, because I'm 4.9. Piqued my interest. I want to know what's going on with this whole star rating here. So, and I know this is weird. Mm-hmm. I'm reading her reviews. And this could be the point where later everyone will go, yes, we started to wonder if Annabelle was okay when she admitted reading other people's vintage reviews. Oh, I think it's a bit of a turning point for me. I would do that. Would you? Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Anyway, she'd got a lot of one-star reviews from people complaining that, uh, that an item had been bought from her but not sent. And right bang in the middle of these many reviews, one-star reviews, was a three-star review, which I think that's interesting. Why is someone giving three stars? The profile pic showed an older lady, and this is what the review said. There may have been a good reason why the dress wasn't sent. <gasps> oh, oh, isn't that the loveliest thing oh, in the world? Yeah, yeah, She's well, given her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. She didn't get a dress. You don't pay for it if you don't get it, so it's fine. But she didn't get the dress, and she yeah. thought, well, I think there's probably... I don't want to say I'm angry, give her zero stars. She might have had a lot on her plate that day. Yeah, but you could always just not review them. If you were that nice. Oh. Maybe they're having a hard time. Oh. Maybe their pet died that day. I'm not going to make matters worse by dragging their rating down. Really? Yeah. 
I was thinking they were so lovely and like that person would never ever take the credit for an 80 pound advent calendar like I did (laughs) (laughs) but maybe they would then you know what maybe we all would maybe we'd all do it Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. That was weird last week that we just had to stop the podcast because oh, Jean came upstairs not feeling very well. Sorry, oh, sorry about that, but here we are. We're doing it when he's at school this week, so yeah. no danger of that happening. Yeah. I don't think I've got my phone out just in case. Oh, yeah. You know, but, um, um, I thought I might have another look at one of your clippings. Oh, great. Um, let's have a look here. Oh, yeah, there are a couple I thought might be worth mentioning. One was um, Doctor Who is coming back soon, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to ask a very ignorant question. Who's the yeah. doctor at the moment? Do you know? Oh, David Tennant. Honestly? Yeah. I didn't know. That. What, they've gone back? Okay, this is probably a long-winded conversation. I'm just so, going to take it. So, so you thought I'd had a, like a, a bang on the head and I didn't realise what year it is. You know no, when, when they ask people um, who the president is I thought to it try was... and figure out if they've got amnesia or not? I thought it was like the Hermes everything and you were just like calling them all David Tennant. No, no. So, oh, okay. So Jodie Whittaker at the end of her tenure last year, started to regenerate and then surprised us all by she regenerated into David Tennant. Surprised themselves as well because the first thing you hear him saying is, what? What? Has has that ever happened before? No, never happened before. That's really interesting. And that's that's where they've left off and that's the big mystery. Oh, I love David Tennant. Now, I've got theories to why that really is in real life. Oh, okay. Want to share them now or later? (laughs) No, I'll share it. Okay, if you want, right? okay. um, so my theory as to why it is in real, and I love David Tennant, and, mm. and I thought Jodie Whittaker. I really love Jodie Whittaker, and I thought the 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 personification of that character that she brought was really good. Mm. But I thought she was maybe a bit let down by the sort of the the the, the, the scripts and the writing. Okay, so I don't know that. Um, those stories will be remembered as the, the it, it was a bit of a dog's dinner. Some of it, okay. uh, so. Which is a shame, because I wanted it to be so great just to annoy all those people online who are like, "How can this timeline? How can this time lord be a woman?" Right, right, right. So I've got no time for that kind of. Of course thing. not. I had a hit tweet about it. Do you remember? Oh, I don't know. I did a tweet. <laughs> My life isn't so sad that I, uh, I remember all the tweets that have gone well for me. Mm. But there's a reason I remember this one. Um, I did a tweet along the lines of um, how, how can the uh, how can we expect to be expected to take uh, a woman doctor seriously? Um, something about he was always going on about um, always going on about his penis. That was the joke, right? Right. It was well worded, right? Right. Like, okay, nice, okay. Okay, okay. But but the idea, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it just won't be the same without the doctor going on about his penis right. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. The idea being that, that his genitals had never come into play mm-hmm. anyway. So what does it matter? Right, yeah. And it was such a hit tweet that um, somebody took me a photo. Somebody had chalked it up and put it on a board outside a pub. Oh 
my God. Yeah. That is the biggest achievement that you've Isn't ever had. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Wow. Anyway, so I wanted it to be this real golden era just to annoy those people. Mm. And I, I don't think it ever quite got to that. But I think if you look at, you know, it came back probably like nearly 20 years ago at this point, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant. And I think probably there's been like a, a, a fairly steep decline in the ratings. Mm. Um you know, perhaps through Matt Smith and then Peter Capaldi, who is poss- possibly, you know, maybe my favourite person who's ever done that job. I thought he was so good in it. But the, the ratings are really not what they used to be. Okay. Now, Disney are investing all this money into it. Ah. So it's on the BBC here, and then in the rest of the world it's going to be in Disney. So the budgets are very different to what has ever been in the past. Okay. So my theory is as a way of getting people interested in it again. Uh, they have thrown money at David Tennant right. to do three episodes and Catherine Tate. Okay, oh, b- Before really? he then turns into the new one, who's played by Shuti Gatwa, who oh. seems like he's going to be really good as okay. well. But but they're using David Tennant as a way of get, get, hooking people back in. Well, it's done be- it for me. Yeah. So, so that worked. is my, 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 my theory as to what. And What's-His-Face is back again. Brilliant man, Russell T. Davis. Okay. As the showrunner. Oh, right, brilliant. And, and the way this story is told is that during lockdown, there was a rewatch and David Tennant and Russell T. Davis and Catherine Tate were all joining in with it and thought, hey, wouldn't it be fun to do this again? Whereas, trying to think about it, how a grown-up might. <laughs> like, like, it's this very uh, historically very valuable um, property, that commercial property of the BBC, mm. that has decreased in value. How do we inflate it again? Right. That, right. That's, that's what it seems like to yeah, me. Yeah, maybe yeah, I've yeah. been cynical. Maybe yeah. that's not the story. Anyway, why did I even start on that? Oh, it's coming back. Yes. So you'd sent me a clipping, mm. which was... Um, an interview with the aforementioned Russell T Davies. And he he said, slightly taken out of context, I feel, but said that, you know, it's not a kid's show. Now, I don't really think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying when you're making it, you don't think, oh, this is a a children's show, Mm. but you try and get inside the fears Mm, of a kid. That's That's what he's saying, but the headline was a bit misleading. Uh, Okay, Um, okay, okay. And... uh, on that, I've always thought a great episode of Doctor Who, I don't know if they've ever done it, would be, what if pets all turned evil? Oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it'd scare a generation mm. of animals. Like, yeah. I'm afraid of animals. Anyway, um, so, so that's that's what he's saying there. And um, and he, he said, like, the sweet spot is trying to get into the thing that just, like, inside the mind of an eight-year-old and what they're scared of. Mm-hmm. And my son is going to be eight next year, and he he has recently got really into Doctor Who since the back end of Jodie Whittaker. Sorry, that th- that sounds like a double entendre. <laughs> no, I would okay. Think that. Um, and it's coming back not this weekend, the weekend after. We're, we're very excited in this house, but it is tainted. It's a tainted excitement. Mm. A few months ago, Blue Peter announced a competition mm-hmm. to win a specially designed. 60th anniversary Doctor Who badge. Oh, okay. There are only 500 of these in existence. Wow. Gene entered this competition. Yeah. And I think the truth of it is he just hasn't won. Oh, so you send something off? Like, what you, you, said, you, so you do? had to draw a drawing. You had to do a okay. Doctor Who drawing. Did you help him with it? No, he did it himself. Okay, okay. I tried to help him with it and 
After say if he'd taken my help, <laughs> but but the, but but that uh, that aside. And do you know how long it takes until you get the results? They didn't no, say oh. no because because there was another like they, they were sort of the runners up prizes, but he was more interested. The, the real prize was to go on the set of Doctor Who and go inside the TARDIS, right? But he wasn't really interested in that. He's just interested in one of these badges, right? Right. So I would say maybe not daily, but every other day he will say, "Do you think I've won a Doctor Who badge?" Oh no. And I just can't bring myself to say, no, no, I don't think you have. Well, you're hoping that eventually he'll just forget about it. You'll never have to give him the cold no, hard I truth. No, I, th- I think maybe. Like, so I think what I'm thinking is you probably haven't, mm. but it might be the case that they're only sending them out when the 60th anniversary comes. Mm. But it does seem unlikely to have a competition mm. that was many months ago. And the, Oh, many months. Oh. Yeah, and the, and the closing date was many months ago. Oh. But I can't quite bring myself to... And I don't... What I say here's what I say to him. I say, look, I, you know, I think I think maybe you weren't lucky this time. Only five hundred people can win. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking five hundred is a lot. I, how I many feel kids quite I feel quite insulted. Honestly, pe- less people enter competitions than I think people realise. Yeah, I would. I don't even think like maybe a thousand would have entered that. Like fifty fifty should have should have won. I, I agree. So I'm withholding my license. <laughs> <laughs> and I have kicked the television in and sent the bill to the BBC. Quite <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of the clippings you sent me. Shall I do another one? Go on then. Okay. I wanted to read, let me see, this one about the moon. Annabelle sent me a clipping about the moon here, which I'm, uh, I'm going to read to you now. Bacteria could turn this from the independent. Bacteria could turn the moon into a farm for lunar colonies, scientists say. Researchers grew tobacco in soil samples taken from the moon in a major breakthrough. <laughs> That's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Why not Cress? <laughs> Cress. But you've always looked at the moon. I thought that'd make a great tobacco farm. Like what? Yeah. Unless it's like Philip Morris is thinking, <laughs> well, they're going to outlaw it here sooner or later. I'm taking my business to the moon. <laughs> Get them aliens hooked. Yeah, yeah um, that's a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, but re- really, what this story is about is um, is, is a, I guess about sustaining life on the moon. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not really that interested in going to the moon. Mm, for what reasons? Too far. Number one. Mm. I don't even like a long haul flight. No, unless I'm flying on the nice end of the plane, which I'm invariably not. Mm-hmm. And the a- any type of spacecraft I've seen doesn't doesn't look comfortable. No. No. Even the International Space Station where people are living. Yeah, it's fun floating around. For a bit. For a bit. Like five but, minutes. Yeah. 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 Th- these things get old quickly, don't yeah, they? Yeah. So so there's that. And then secondly, there's just not enough on the moon for me. At the moment. Well, th- this is the thing. I mean, but will there be? It's hard to imagine what, what you're hoping for, like a right, museum. So, so, so here's, here's, what I, here's where I like to travel. Mm. I like to travel somewhere with nice vistas. You know, be, uh, give me a beautiful view. Mm. Give me the sea. Mm-hmm. Give me a mountain. Mm. A river. Love all this stuff. Love yeah. it. Yeah. I genuinely love a vista. Mm. I also love stuff, though. I really like stuff. I'd yeah. rather go for a walk in town than the countryside. I like, I like stuff. And being on the moon. And, yeah. and you know, I'm not saying that I won't go to the moon. <laughs> Until there are a lot of independent coffee shops and artisan <laughs> boutiques, but I, I do think I'd need something like a Westfield there, <laughs> like Westfield. a mall. Oh, I'd, I'd go and have a look if there was a mall there, uh, but then not, you know, not introduce it into the 
repertoire of places that I think of as my holiday places and until there were, you know, some independent businesses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's probably the one difference between you and Tim Peake. Yeah. The only one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not fussed about there being a Westfield no, on the moon. he's not fussed about no. that. He doesn't say, I mean, who knows? Who knows? You know, what if who, it turns out Who he knows was? the truth? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, mm. I'm, I'm going to make a... <laughs> Going to make an argument um, pro moon here. Okay. You only see people like bouncing around on the on the moon. Yeah. Um. Do you think mm. that it's it's a great leveler in that nobody is better at bouncing than anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> Something about that gravity that it wouldn't matter that you were bad at sports or running. That oh. ev- everybody would just be the same. Everyone would be oh. I can see this being amazing for you because everyone would be slightly clumsy, slightly kind of ploddy. Yes. Everyone would be like you. Well, this is what I'm thinking. If there was a sports day on the moon. Oh, my God. Then then maybe I could be into Yes. It. You'd be just as good as everyone else. Or would I just be disadvantaged to the same degree as I am in normal mm. gravity? Mm-hmm. And then I'd just be as much worse than everybody else. This is what I don't understand. Yeah. This is what I would like some kind of astrophysicist to answer for me. Yeah. Is, is is bouncing around on the moon a great leveler, or are some people going to be better at it than others? Well, if it's because if, if if it's the former, mm. Westfields or no, <laughs> if there's a sports day on the moon, just think it'd be my one opportunity to do well on a yeah, sports day. Yeah, yeah, or just as well as everyone else, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to be good, last. Good enough. Yes. Good enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quandary corner at the Glap Clinic here in problematic. First one's from Grand Chancellor Sharon. My quandary was brought on by a rare but admittedly alcohol-induced burst of distinctly non-driftery behaviour. Working from home means I often catch the popular BBC Tea Time quiz show Pointless. In recent times, they have a, they've had a range of celebrity... Celebra- oh God, why can't I say words sometimes? Famous people. Celebra- Famous co-presenters, one of which was a comedian who I thought did a sterling job, so much so that I took the highly unusual step for me of tweeting how much I enjoyed their presenting. On a very recent trip to London at the tube station following a visit to a public house, I passed said comedian on the escalator. After a brief discussion with non-drifter husband Alan confirming said comedian's identity, I decided to wait at the bottom of the escalator to let them know how much I enjoyed their stint on Pointless. Said comedian couldn't have been nicer, thanked me for my feedback and joked I must have been the only person of that view as they haven't been invited back. A travesty in my opinion. I would say it took approximately seven minutes for the high of this somewhat successful interaction with an actual famous person to turn into a huge guilt trip. Here are the reasons for that spectacular crash in emotion and resulting guilt and I would welcome your expert input on the related quandaries. Firstly, is it appropriate to just present yourself to a celeb when they're going about their normal business, even if it's to relay a brief compliment and not to ask for a selfie or anything in return? While I was fueled by Dutch courage, I wasn't slurry, dribbling, stumbling or fawning, so I think I came across relatively normal. Secondly, while said comedian did a brief stint on Pointless, their body of work is so much more extensive, including regular appearances on several comedy panel shows, which I've enjoyed, and having their own sitcom, which has been made it to the lauded second series status, which I've not watched, mainly mainly due to being time poor, as husband insists we watch infinite political podcasts. 
listen to, sorry. The guilt quandary, was it offensive to compliment said comedian on such a tiny part of their career while not even mentioning or acknowledging all the other great work they do, which I assume they would rather be known for? As celebrities yourselves and Jeff having a celebrity spouse, I would very much appreciate your thoughts and whether I must now avoid pubs altogether to minimise the risk of future outbursts of non-drifter behaviour. Okay, so it's almost certainly Rose Matafeo from what I can say. Oh, it's really? I, I was just um, doing some Googlings while you were talking. Is, that, is it the only comedian who's been on it who's had a sitcom? I guess you could narrow it down. There, there, there are other comedians who've been on it, but it was the sitcom. It was the sitcom. Uh, yeah, 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 I yeah. think I asked her outright because I was like, I want to know who this is. And yeah. she told me to raise my tongue. Um, so here's, here's what I think. Yeah. Here's what I think. My level of success has always been so low mm. that people coming up to me to say that they like something I I do mm. is only ever a nice thing. I'm definitely not a good person to ask. I think it's happened to me once. Yeah. <laughs> like a total stranger, like saying, like knowing who I was and saying it. Yeah. So, and it was an incredible thing to happen. Yeah. So, so I'm almost never leave the house. Right. <laughs> um, but if I'm in a phase where I am leaving the house, it happens to me occasionally, and I just just really like it. And then I worry about whether it's a nice experience for somebody to talk to me and how much of a disappointment I am. And then mm. I t- try and throw too much at it. And I think people get a bit irritated by me. But so are we thinking so, that so there's... That's, but that's, 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 you know, we, we, that, that's an experience that isn't common to these people who are actually famous because it's happening to them all the time. This is the thing. Or, or is it? Well, I think so, if you're so, a very, very high level... Don't go there because they really, they just want to go about their business. They don't want you to acknowledge them. Am I right thinking that? Like, I don't know. So I'll tell you something. I read an interview with Mary McCartney, Paul mm-hmm. McCartney's daughter. Mm. And she was saying that her dad can be in a stinking mood and then someone will come over and start gushing to him in a restaurant and it can improve his mood. That is so interesting. But so I also, he's still loving it. Yes, but I, I also know that. You know, that's Beatle fame. And and this is a man who can't walk down the street and has mastered a way of like walking quickly to keep moving so that he doesn't have to get into all these interactions. So it's not an uncomplicated thing. I think people can simultaneously like it, but wish it was um wish they had control over exactly when it was allowed to happen. Uh, yes. So I'm trying to think like um So I used to I would still count him as a friend, but I, I used to spend quite a lot of social time with Noddy Holder from Slade. Mm-hmm. And especially at Christmas, right. he couldn't get through an anecdote at a dinner table mm. without someone getting coming over. Mm. And th- that would irritate him. That's a bit, well, that's annoying for everyone. People would go, Noddy, I'm sorry to bother you. So, oh, why are you then? Oh, um, really? Oh. <laughs> I mean, he was friendly with it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think the, the point remains I think you, you need to feel like you're not interrupting. Um, but that's diff- difficult to gauge. But I think sort of in the, str- I think if somebody's doing something like urinating, telling a story to somebody uh, in the middle of a conversation, you know, th- there are things where you just wouldn't interrupt someone anyway. And I think most people, not everyone, I think most people will know whether whether it's a good time or not. I think in your heart of hearts, you could ask yourself that question and know the answer. Yes. Um, you know, my basic feeling is 
most people enjoy it and feel grateful to you for supporting their work. Um, and if it doesn't feel like that, it's either because they're 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 awkward at receiving a compliment, mm. or you've picked a really poor moment. And I think it sounds like she did a good job in that she kept it very short. Yeah, and she and it was kept light. It was kept light, kept short, and it made her feel better about herself. Move on. That's a good interaction. It's got yeah. to be a good interaction for both of you. Because she's like Rose Matafeo is a really interesting one. Mm. In that, I think like she could walk down most streets. I mean, she's quite distinctive looking. Yeah, yeah. I think she'd mo- walk down most streets and not be bothered. Yes. But if she went to a certain type of bar in Hackney in East London, yeah, yeah, it'd yeah, it'd be she. She'd get mobbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I don't know, but, but I think, I think your behaviour sounds like it was impeccable. I think you did the right thing. Yeah. And the point, this was quite interesting. She feels she's got this anguish now that she didn't mention, for example, is it Starstruck, the sitcom? But she just, I think it's okay just to mention points. Oh, yeah. It's, because it's, you gave, yeah, you gave, yeah, you gave yeah, her yeah, something. Yeah, you didn't yeah. go, I love your work. How do you respond to that? You gave her something. You gave her pointless. She, she had a pithy reply to it. They didn't like it. So they didn't invite me back. And that was the end of it. I think if you give them something very kind of niche, I think it's an easier conversation for them. Yes. Here's what, here's, here's, uh, I, can, I can give you one tip, actually. Oh, go on. Which is his not what to do. Mm. He's not his what. Uh, don't do this. Mm. Go. Yeah, I've never really loved your other work. Oh God, no, no, or, no. I was no. never a fan of yours no, until. No, no, People no. People often feel the need to do that. Oh, or, really? Or even, yeah, I don't know your other stuff. I don't expect you to. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me that though. This is that is good advice. Just, just, just concentrate on the thing that you want to say to them. If she'd and said to her, and not trying to prove to them that you're not a sycophant. <laughs> Yes. If she said to her, I love John Pointless. I didn't really like your sitcom, though. That wasn't for me. That would have been a terrible yeah. thing to say. Yeah. But just leaving it out is fine. Yeah. Or, or even, I never, I never saw your sitcom. Don't even because mention people's, that. People's egos are... are uh, David Baddiel once, when I was interviewing him, he, yeah, he, he'd had this um, show. It was called My Family, Not the Sitcom. And it was like this one-man show in the theatre about his family. And it was brilliant. And he was saying how annoyed he finds it when people say, I never really liked your early stuff or took me a while to get into you because then you just don't hear the compliment. You right. just feel affronted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. what people are trying to do is prove to you that, that what they're saying now is more, even more sincere. Yes. But I think it actually just ends up irritating you. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 But, you know, that's a certain type of thin skin Yeah. that I, I am in possession of. <laughs> Right, should we move on to the next one? Yeah. Okay, I should put my glasses back on. This is from Regal Baron Nick. Think of it like this. Mm-hmm. If someone's wearing some shoes that you really like, but you you don't care for the jumper. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't go, I don't like your jumper, but I really like your shoes. No, you wouldn't. And it's, it's the same thing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Regal Baron Nick writes, so I've just been reading Annabelle's Substack on people pleasing. Thank you, Nick. And it resonates so hard that the mass pressure on my already tightly coiled brain forced out a nugget that I thought you could deliberate upon. So I also am a people pleaser. However, and I would be interested to know whether this is a trend. I'm also quite competitive. It's not that I want to win so I can be the best, but rather I like to win so that the people think I am great. (laughs) This is resonating. But here's the quandary. I hate 
actually winning because then I've made other people feel bad about losing. But most of all, the attention is then on me as the winner. Mm. I have on multiple occasions deliberately lost at board games, computer games. Even once in primary school, I lost a not blinking contest because the other kid was considered the best at this particular activity. And that was his thing. I could easily have won that, but I decided to blink rather than deal with primary school fame, as well as the despondency (laughs) of my classmate because I could keep my eyelids open for slightly longer. I also love cooking and I really take pride in doing fancy dishes, but I hate any more than maybe one or two compliments. That's enough. Eat your Wellington and leave me alone. (laughs) I think I really agree with that as well. This particular scenario came to mind as I cooked a vegan roast dinner for 12 at a stag do recently. It was my white album. I knew (laughs) I'd smashed it. And to be honest, after the first 10 minutes at the table, I just then felt uncomfortable as everyone commented on how the potatoes are great. You couldn't even tell this was vegan. I can't believe you found vegan red wine. Blah, blah, blah. So the question is, How does a drifter win without the feeling of anxiety that they are then in the spotlight? How do we do nice things but portray that we really don't need you to thank us a hundred times without coming across as rude? Obviously, non-drifters think they are being nice and boosting my ego. And to a certain extent, this is true. But how do you say thanks in a way that will shut the conversation up, but also means I don't don't have to feel like I have to blink first? I could have been a legend at Tellbrook Primary School, but alas, it wasn't to be. God, this is hard, isn't it? Um, like what my my dream situation mm. would be to cook a meal, yeah, and then everyone slumps down on sofas and things, and then I I would pretend to nod off and listen to everybody talking about how great the meal was. Like, oh! I would like you know when they do focus groups and they got those um, <laughs> uh, two way mirrors, uh. or is it one way mirror? Whatever way mirror it is, yes. Um, like, I'd like, I mean, only if I could hear good things, obviously. But I'd, I'd like to hear other people praising me. But it makes me very uncomfortable when people do it to my face. And I think that's exactly what's going on. He wants to hear it, but he doesn't want to have to deal with it. Yes. But so for me, the dream would be cook. Everyone would take a mouthful and go, this is delicious, and then change the subject. And then I would hear the praise, like just like you say, that would be amazing. Yeah. Or you could say, after after one compliment, say, thank you. Anybody else submit your compliment in writing? <laughs> I, I could happily sit and read, the, That's a good, that's read good. them on my own. Do you think that would get left front anybody? I don't know. Well... You'd, uh, you'd you'd slowly hone your friendship group into just okay. the people you, who felt comfortable with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do think that's something that we, like it's one of those things where he's blaming himself. There's something wrong with him and what should he do in this situation? But really, it's something that we all need to learn to do better, to like compliment but not go on about it. Cause it, do, it even like the most, you know, attention loving person is going to get sick of it, right? Yeah, no, I think I can be a bit gushy because I don't have anything else to say. But I think if I say mm. compliments, it'll make people feel nice. But actually, maybe it makes people feel uncomfortable. Mm. But, you know, you might also want to think about your own self-esteem. So I think probably two for a meal, for example, two compliments mm. is probably enough. Yeah. Okay. Is that the number? And you can maybe in a text later say, so I just want to say, like, it's so incredible. Oh, yeah. Any number. Can I yeah, have the okay, recipe? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. As long as I don't have to reply. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you start the message with, don't reply to this, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But do not reply at the top. Do not reply, yes. With, yeah, know, yeah. A bot. Um, Does that answer the question? Was there something else? Was there something about how's drift of, how's, Yeah, how do you win? How well, do you I, win? I, I just think... I, uh, it's hard. The, the way I would win, I think, 
Because basically, I, I choose not to compete most mm -hmm. of the time, mm -hmm. unless there there is an above ninety nine percent chance of of winning at something. Mm. I will completely check out and not really engage. I don't like to do anything competitive unless I can just know that I'm going to bask in that glory. Mm. And if I am in the situation where I'm going to bask in the glory, I, I really exaggerate it, like I've just won a Formula One race or something. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I feel this is more your wheelhouse than mine. Well, it made me think. So I think one of the one of the best and worst moments of my life was when I won that award, oh. that Sony award, because I was so, so I won best on air contributor, a uh, category so prestigious they got rid of it the next year after I'd won it. <laughs> and the moment I realised I'd won it was like the most incredible feeling. But then it was very, very quickly followed by, oh, I've got to go up there on stage. I've got to take a microphone from Chris Evans and Eamon Hopes. <laughs> So weird oh my god and then I've got to make a speech which I have not prepared for because I didn't think I was going to win it felt like bad luck to prepare something stupid thoughts and I remember I was I tried to put off going up there by hugging everybody oh. I like hugged the whole table because I was like I can't I can't I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this I've got actually got to do it now it was so hard and I think I was shaking Oh, Annabelle. I mean, it just... It's so hard. But, All those people, you know, it was so here's, here's hard. The thing, you were very charming in the moment. It was like really beautiful and genuine. Whereas I feel like any time I have to speak publicly, unless I really think about what I'm going to say, I come across incredibly badly. Oh, Let dang. me tell you, like any time I've been nominated for an award, I, my first feeling is... So if I don't get nominated for an award, I just feel affronted. Right. If I get nominated for an award, I feel elation for about a minute before just dread about what if I have to make a speech. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then usually, you know, I don't win it or get like a silver or a bronze or something. And part of me is relieved that I didn't have to make a speech. But that is usually drowned out by the annoyance that I didn't win. <laughs> oh, God. Look... This is a this is a it's a lose lose situation, Nick. Like we've got no answers because there aren't any. This is just how you're built, and you're just gonna have to live with it. And sometimes you'll win, and it'll be the best thing and the worst thing. And sometimes you'll lose, and it'll be the best thing and the worst thing. And that's just gonna be your life. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner or if you have a story for us, you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. You can also support us on Patreon. We would appreciate that immensely. Patreon.com stroke adrift. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed the artwork. And this episode is dedicated to Bob. Bob! Bob! <laughs> Bob. Bob.
It's podication time, and this comes from Saskia Damers, who says, Hi, Annabelle and Jeff. Hi. Please may I have a magical podication dedicated to my friend, the one, the only, the very special, Miss Bethany Lee. Her real name is Bethan, but for this, her hillbilly nickname seems more appropriate, as I hope it will make her smile. I almost cheered. Like It felt like a moment where I should have cheered. Thank right, you. I stopped yeah. myself. I put this all down to Saskia's excellent, yes. excellent script that she gave me. There is no one more deserving of a magical podication in my eyes than her. She's had a really tough and horrible time of life recently. Sorry. She's had a really tough and horrible time of life recently, going through so much in such a short amount of time that there's no surprise she wants to curl up in a silent ball for a bit. I keep telepathically telling whoever, whatever is up there in the sky to give her a bloody break. Otherwise, I'll have to come up there and give them a good seeing to. Is that, is that the right phrase? It's fine. Yeah, it's got two meanings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've moved away from Liverpool to Manchester for a lot of reasons. You don't need to, I mean, I, I know the one reason. Mm. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> I share like Liverpool a lot. That's just like some stupid thing from my youth. Yes. Um, and even though not far, I miss her terribly. Our impromptu walks, getting lost on said walks, lazy days watching utter crap in the company of her two furry babies, Agatha and Dorothy. Plant talk and the debate about whether to start the dramatic experience of growing avocado plants again. Ooh. I don't know where you got to with yeah. that. She's the sort of friend who offered to come over to Manchester when she found out my partner couldn't come with me to hospital for my operation. No fault of his own. His work is a major dick face. Oh, dear. And I know would come and rescue me if stranded somewhere in the country, as I would do the same for her. Interesting that this this only extends to being stranded somewhere national. <laughs> Got to have boundaries. Yeah. She is a wonderful, caring, creative, funny, brilliant person, an excellent dog mum, maker-upper of songs, crocheter. That's a, that's a crocheter. crocheter. That's an interesting one to say, isn't it? Crocheter. I think you did it right. Here's why I'm... Oh, yeah, I probably did. Mm. So I think crochet is probably a French word. Right. And then the rule is you don't say the last letter mm-hmm. unless it precedes the the next word starting with a vowel. Okay. But I think it's like, a, I don't think crochet is probably a, a real French word because that ER doesn't feel right, does mm-hmm. it? I don't think so anyway. Mm. Um, and writer, and amongst other many other things. And I love her dearly. Yes, yes, that's right, Beth. <laughs> I said it. Love you. Now it's out there, mm. floating, making us both feel uncomfortable. Mm. I will always be here for her, no matter what, providing it's on the national arena. Yeah, we've established that. Um, and I'm only a phone call away, but know what it's like sometimes when you just want to shut out the world for a little while. So in the meantime, I will wait until you're ready to come out of your silent ball and tackle the world once again. I can't wait till our next big walk and having a big old natter about anything and everything. Miss you, my weird little friend. Right, that's enough of the emotional talk. I think I can safely say I've made us both feel sufficiently awkward and uncomfortable. Many thanks and all the best wishes, Saskia. Saskia? Mm. Pleasure to see your name pop up. Yep. First of all. Um, but let's let's pull, let's move the focus on to Beth here. Beth, I'm... I, I, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you're having one of those times in life where uh, where it it feels as if the Lord is raining down catastrophe and chaos on you. Mm. And um, I, I know what that feeling is like, and I know what it's also like to appreciate friends, but not want to speak to anybody. Mm. And, and just like all it says, just like watch that. This is from I'm talking to myself as much as I do. You just watch that impulse a little bit. You know, take care of yourself. Keep because you, all interactions take some energy, but you know, don't um, d- don't go too deep into your cocoon. No, but I, th- I think Beth, I think Beth sounds like she's got a good steer on these things, and Saskia's keeping an eye on her. She is. It's going to be all right. Well, there we go, Beth. I hope um, I hope you 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 through the worst of it soon. Maybe you are already. And uh, Saskia, thanks for getting in touch. And this come, uh, this is the latest edition of the podcast, podicated to the one, the only, the very <laughs> special Miss Bethany Lee. Woo! At the Grand Old Opry. Oh, oh. What happened there? Let's that again. There we go. 